What's up, artists, art lovers, and other creatives? This is Art Life Confidential, and I'm your host, Tracy L. Turner. Today is a special episode of the show because I'm featuring my very first guest, (laughs) y'all. The following is a recording where I chat with my very good friend, Whiskey Girl. She is a writer, blogger, and spoken word artist from the Washington, D.C. area. You'll hear us talk a bit about the realities of being quote-unquote broke artists and how we deal with trying to build credibility in order to begin earning what we think that we're worth as creatives. The starving artist trope can be both a myth and a truth, depending on the level of your grind, what you're offering to people and their demand for it, and how well you're able to generate those streams of income through your work. We, however, have not figured that out yet and decided to talk about it on the show. So have a listen. So, all right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the show today. It is my pleasure to introduce the very first guest on Art Life Confidential She's a writer, spoken word artist, bad bitch, and one of my very best friends. She is Whiskey Girl from the Washington, D.C. area. Thank you for coming on today. Hey, guys. Hey. I didn't know it was your first guest. Yes. Dope. Yes. That's, oh, my God. That makes my ass here run a little bit. <laughs> Well, tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, you'll have to cut me off because I'm a little self-absorbed. I might be offended. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, like like you said, I'm a blogger, first and foremost. That's, like, my first love. And self-published art author. And then I'm a performance artist as well. So, you know, I... um started with a blog maybe like actually five years ago or so and it was just kind of like this mental health thing I did to release and I wanted to start writing again and then I fell in love with writing again and it's led to all of these like dope things I um in an effort to try to get people to read my blog I started like this grassroots thing of going out um to open mics in the DC area and I started doing I would perform poetry and sometimes read from my blog excerpt and um, get people to check out everything. So it turned into this whole, like, spoken word artist thing. So now um, you can add performance poets to that, which is which is kind of cool. Um, I've been doing that about three years, uh, and I'm just coming off, like, a, a whole book tour that, that I booked myself. I'm very proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um Four of the events as part of, like, it was maybe 20 events over three months. Um, Four of those I produced myself, so that was really cool. And it was um, for my latest chapbook release, Mercury and Retrograde, but my rent is still due. (laughs) And (laughs) that kind of gives you a glimpse into my personality. I'm, I'm real. It's not like any cerebral writing that's over your head. I basically just write about everyday black girl shit, everyday shit. Um, and it's meant to relate to regular people because I feel like um, we're always supposed to relate to beautiful or exceptional people. But 
uh, what about regular ass people? So that's pretty much my whole <laughs> feel <laughs> is that I'm a regular ass bitch trying to relate to to other other artists and other people alike. So that's the whole whiskey girl brand. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you and I have been friends for definitely over two decades at least. Oh my God, has it, is it over 20 years? Mm-hmm. I would, I would say so at this point, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... And I'll say this, you know, not to get all, um emotional or you know ass kissing but uh, the reason I got into this stuff and have gotten so far with it and kept going with it is definitely you like watching you throughout the process of our friendship like at some point you were like you know what I want to pursue my art dreams and watching you go to art school and like uh come up with these painting concepts and your your first show and all of that all of that has been like really cool really inspiring and and that's kind of like how I got into all this stuff I even like you started your um your purple paintbrush blog <laughs> And I used to guess right for your blog uh, for Salvador Dali's birthday. Yep. And that's how I got into blogging, and I tell everybody that story. So, um, yeah, it's really cool that you've been my inspiration. So I'm happy to do this episode with you. Um, damn. Now, you flatter me very, very much with that. Thank you. <laughs> but, you, you know, you've been doing such an amazing job these last few years and it's been exciting to see and I will do I'm so glad it appears that way <laughs> well that's definitely kind of what this show is about it's kind of uh, going behind the curtains and tell, showing everybody what that process is really like and a lot goes into making it appear like we know what we're doing and a lot of times we don't and it's okay it's it's okay uh, it's okay, but it's not like okay. <laughs> Depends on who you talk to. I'll yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> Oh no, no, no! I mean, I think what I, all I ask from you or anybody or from myself is is just to be honest. And, Brought you on that. Yeah. So even if the honesty comes across pessimistic, well, whatever. It's what you really think. This is a safe space. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to discourage it, but, um, oh. so, uh, I think this topic about how, about the finances and managing money about our, uh, <laughs> creative pursuits, I definitely wanted to bring you on for this topic because you and I frequently have our own private conversations about this, you know, about the financial aspect of being an artist. And, um, look, okay. I'm just going to point out here to the listeners that this is not going to be an episode that's going to explain best practices about how to manage your money and be good. Uh, yeah, with, what's, huh? This ain't a webinar. no, no. Because I definitely have not figured that part out yet. That's actually one thing that is on my list to do and get better about is to yeah. educate myself more about how to... I mean, I'm fine money-wise in my personal life, but as far as my creative life, it's it's a little helter-skelter. Because <laughs> it's just... Um, 
Well, it's a business, and it's not like I learn all this stuff <laughs> in school or anything. I'm just kind of learning yeah. as I go. And I imagine that it's like that for a lot of us out there. So this episode is not going to tell you what to do. It's just going to it's going to be more about presenting a more realistic um, image of what it's like when you're being more serious about pursuing your creative goals. <laughs> and, and so, um, yeah, there are other podcasts or shows that are out there that do kind of dig into the the financial aspect yeah well uh, the starving artist podcast is one that is about asking those prying questions about um how the artists got to where they are uh, specifically if um in their money life but no this is not it this is just two of us speaking about our own experiences and um well, shit, speaking of presenting a, a, a realistic, or rather unrealistic in this case, image. So, <laughs> Whiskey and I have this particular gripe about a, ne- a Netflix show called She's Gotta Have It. The main character is a full-time artist living in present-day, I have to point out, <laughs> present-day New York City, or, well, Brooklyn, I think, to be specific. In Brooklyn, yeah, a brown song. Yeah. She has, she's, she's in these oddly convenient circumstances that allow her to do this with relative ease. And she doesn't live cheaply. And, and her parents are rich. <laughs> yeah, both of her parents are artists too. But I mean, but they help her out a lot. And that's the thing. Um, so a major gripe about all this is that to me, the way I read it is that it's, kind of perpetuating this unrealistic stereotype of, oh, I'm an artist in New York, and I'm making it all work, and I have this beautiful apartment, brownstone apartment, by myself, just this full-time-ass artist, and it's like that show, it, it, I just, it's like, that's not <laughs> realistic. It was so distracting, you can't even get into all the other bullshit that the show was about, yeah. kind of like... I'm so irritated that she sold a painting for that amount on break. I couldn't even focus on the storyline and who bought it and all that stuff. I yeah. Like, I can tell no. <laughs> I was just so jealous. <laughs> I was like, should I start, like, should I create a love event and start, like, fucking different dudes? Is this going to propel me? Like, it just took me to a crazy place where I couldn't even, like, enjoy the, the series because I was like, but how are you in that brownstone now? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things to not like about this show. I'm not recommending anyone see it. I just bring, I'm just bringing it up. <laughs> so how do you feel about it, Jason? <laughs> no, I really, I really did not like that show at all for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons, yeah, is the way that they've depicted this lady as a full time artist. Um, I think, gosh, for a lot of reasons, it's it's just not real. It's it's yeah. just not real. But but uh, they kind of vaguely covered how she was supposedly able to maintain this lifestyle, and you do have to kind of pay attention and or read between the lines in it. So yeah, her parents were not necessarily rich, but they were supporting her a lot. She had yeah. a rich They're sugar daddy. Their relationship with her landlord that yep. that let her um, 
skate by on the rent and stuff. Yep. And charge her real, real cheap rent. Which Listen, to 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 live that um, stressfully, like I wanted to. Um, well, I wanted to smoke a lot while watching it because my nerves were on edge. Like I'm late with the rent, like quite a lot. <laughs> but I learned the system. Like you know, back in the day when I was dealing with my mental health stuff and just not on point, right? I had like sheriffs at my door. So I know the timing, which had you can be a little late. But it's just kind of like, I, I can't live my life. Like, that's how I live my life when I didn't have my shit together. Not that I'm paying the rent on the time, on time these days, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> her, like, running into her landlord every day and being like, oh, I don't have your money. <laughs> I was like, this hell no, nah, bitch. That is not the way it works. It didn't capture the anxiety of, of like, one, the desperation that goes into your work when you're strapped for cash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't know. Just, I guess she was a free spirit, so that's how she lived her life like that. Like, but. Well, she had, a, she had a lot of support, so she could be footloose and fucking fancy free like <laughs> that. Yeah, her landlord was super nice about her skipping out on rent and yeah charging her so much less money and, well, and I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole but um there there is the the pretty privilege that was at work she was just hot and charming people so. uh, well <laughs> that's a show for a different <laughs> podcast <laughs> yeah that that did and it's kind of like the the aura of like i'm just a free spirit artist it's like okay i believe in you let's give her a chance that shit is not real because like okay I believe in you it takes them like maybe five more times of seeing you and you proving your your art is worth it before they're like okay maybe I'll invest in this financially or cut her a break or something like that and that's a stranger that's just I mean we're talking about as a stranger I mean she so she had a sugar daddy who was buying her supplies and buying her work at these really high prices and stuff and so that's another thing to point out it's not just this oh I'm such a great artist and uh, consistently doing shows and selling work and being out there and that's how I'm able to support myself no that is not how she was living her life I mean her best friend owned a gallery or was like a curator for a gallery so she had an end to be a part of, of a big show with other yeah. re- really well-known artists so so maybe that part might be a little more realistic having that con- having those connections to get you in well, the yeah, right spots but you know yeah but she didn't even take that seriously either so like, how is this well, lady I mean, making I money like, you know, when i was thinking to myself i was like we're gonna have to do another episode because um to talk about how she felt when there's the art that she wanted to present to people and that's what her um, her best friend allowed her to exhibit. And she got crushed in that exhibit. It was a group exhibit, and people didn't really like her stuff. Mm-hmm. But her secret work that she wanted to remain anonymous is what people really liked. And she kind of had this, like, I don't want people to know stance that was unrealistic, too. So I'm like, maybe that's another episode. Because it's like, yeah. when people discover your work under a pseudonym or whatever, are you really going to be like, no, that's just something. I I'm going to be like, yes. That's me. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> that is totally me. 
it costs three thousand dollars a pop bitch um <laughs> hello i was like isn't this the very thing you're fucking questing for you ask oh my god it was so annoying but yeah how can you turn down that kind of opportunity when people start to notice your work even if you're trying to do it anonymously anonymously like and okay so i'll take a second to say this when I started getting into writing again and I started with blogging, I talked about earlier how it led to all this other stuff. So that's actually, I accidentally became a performance poet. And it's like this cool thing where I get to self-publish poetry books and people buy and that's like a small, small, small source of income. Very small. <laughs> Maybe $15 for every book <laughs> I write. <laughs> But it's a small source of income. But I'm just saying, like, if you are are explore, once you start exploring your your creative art and your artistry, you do find that it leads to other talents that you didn't know you had, and other things that are fun to you that you just kind of like to do. So, are you telling me um, that you, Tracy, as a visual artist? If your your podcast picks up and people are like, oh, we dig the art, we dig your podcast, you're talking about art, and you get all of these subscribers, you start to get, like, some notoriety and stuff that you're going to be like, it's about my art. I don't want... Yeah, you. no, no, I'm not monetizing this at all. Bitch, the fuck? I will find a way. <laughs> I will find a way. Yes, uh, please, my PayPal email is... <laughs> Shit. It's, a, it's for me, it's like, and I refer to Beyonce a lot, and I hate that it makes it seem that I, like, dig her. But not necessarily. I dig her PR team and her whole, like, the shit she has going on where she can do no wrong, but she talks about, like, the raunchiest, like, hoiest stuff, and her ass is out, but still she's, like, perceived as the most classiest woman on earth, right? Mm. So I just kind of, like, like her brand and all that other stuff. But it's, like, her being like, oh, um... I'm not a dancer. I came to give you a show. And, and if, if she sat on a stool and sang the whole time, you'd be like, bitch, you're drunk in love. You going to show up? <laughs> I just, yeah, that, that part was unrealistic, too. Like, I would definitely say, as far as trying to monetize, and again, this is not like a how-to, because we broke this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But if one of my side projects, like, pick up and become, like, a big deal, of course I'm gonna like try to bring it all back to oh yeah, check out my blog thing. Yeah, yeah, write it out yeah, use that to expand like you said, to bring in the other stuff that you do, there's always a way so, yeah. Whiskey I'm gonna ask, what has been, as an independent writer, spoken word artist, poet, what has been your particular struggles with monetizing your passions um so my i almost want to grab my my notebook and write down several things (laughs) (laughs) um i would say first is that and, and this is kind of like um where we are today where people achieve so much social media fame and you have to get people like on your bandwagon before anyone will pay you any attention that can be kind of a distraction, and you end up um, trying to impress the wrong people, um, and 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 you start to lose your sense of worth, mm. right? Um, you start to to let other people decide what you are worth, 
and 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 arbitrary things like um, the amount of likes that you get on a post. And it's like if I write a dope blog post or if I um, write a dope book in front of the right person, it'll be this amazing piece of art. But in social media, if it only got 17 likes, I'm doubting myself like, okay, well, maybe I should uh, decrease the price or just sell it for free because no one's going to take me seriously as an artist. <laughs> mm. Well, it's kind of like that. It's easy to doubt yourself and compare yourself and that kind of thing. And that has been tough for me, just kind of establishing what my worth is and being um, and being staunch about it. Um not letting it be like, okay, if they purchase an item from me at value that I placed it at, and then they visit my social media and see that I'm only getting like six or seven likes, are they going to be like, well, she's not worth it? So I don't even know what you would call that, like misplaced worth or <laughs> worth. <laughs> kind of, that's kind of been a thing. Um, and it is hard I would say monetizing because you have to convey the message to whoever digs your art that you are independent. People don't know what that means. Um, independent, indie kind of came like this, became this cool like hipster term. And, and it's not, I don't know. I just don't like the, it doesn't have a true connotation anymore to me because Independence, like a, the inner circle of creatives that do this shit, understand that independent means that you fund yourself. Yeah, means that you you don't have a team of people. You're you're the one sending the newsletter emails. You're the one doing the web updates. You're the one you know doing the business of your creative art. Um, and you're essentially like a one man or one person show. Even if you do have help, it's like kind of like ad hoc and sporadic. So. A lot of people don't understand that you have to fund a lot into things. So if I write a chat book and I want to sell it for $10, I actually should sell it for $20 because of the work that I put into it. Plus, I have to fund um, getting uh, the books back. Like, the books are, like, maybe $2 and some change each. But you have to pay for the books and you have to get them shipped. And if I don't have any money, I can't buy books to sell other people. Yeah. So it's just kind of this vicious cycle. And I feel like people don't understand that, that that's what independent means. So if you go out and get a John Grisham book, he can sell that for $10 because he has a publishing company that backs him that is doing all the printing for him. But when it comes to individual artists, you're doing everything yourself. And, and your book is worth a lot of more for you to get the return on it. But people aren't willing to invest in those high prices. So it's kind of like Nola Darling having her painting for $10,000. Like, I'm sure you feel it's worth that, bitch, as far as like the emotions you put into it and maybe um, the expensive paints that your sugar daddy bought you to make it. Mm. But honestly, if you want to sell that shit, you would lower the price tremendously because people are like, who are you? Yeah. And my buying your stuff. So that, um, I'm just really relieved we're talking about this because monetizing is totally something that I'm trying to, um, focus on this year in a big way. And, and part of that is just like having big balls <laughs> <laughs> and being like, yeah, this is how much that costs. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and that is one thing that we have to understand and not feel bad about. I think especially as artists, we do, a lot of us, do have the tendency to feel bad for asking what something is actually worth to us. Um, and, and I don't know, it, it'll probably always be this, that way until you have somebody that ends up being the middleman selling things for you. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it's a long way to get to that pathway. And I would say, like, as far as monetizing the other, like, statues that I have is that, uh, maybe like a year and a half ago, I was like, you know what, invest in yourself, bitch. Like, do this for you. Pretend like you have a teeth like Beyonce. Pretend that you can do it all for yourself. But with investing in yourself financially, you don't always get that return. You're basically, like, investing in yourself to to a different level to eventually um, get the money out of it. But, it's, you know, it could never happen. Right. Or it could be very far off. And, and that's, that's, that's something that's scary and... Um, it's scary. <laughs> I started thinking about it and I got all anxious. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I invested in myself. Does it come back to me? And, and I was just like, oh, there was a whiskey one time and she was a dope poet. Cool. <laughs> or if nobody remembers, it's like, okay, but I want people to actively like be involved in the content that I'm creating and that stuff. But who knows if it'll even come to fruition. So there's even that, that fear. There, there's so many layers to the monetizing. No, I don't. <laughs> and and I'm not saying that because I think my work is shitty or th- that I'm not in the right city. I don't I don't think any of those things. I just think that it's really, really hard. And I don't have the expectation that I will be in that small ass percentage percentage that is while I'm living <laughs> going to be able to make enough money to live solely off of being just an artist it's just really really hard yeah I don't think it's something I don't think it's enough of a thing though to deter to allow that to deter you if that's what you want to do um I just think we have to understand going into it that it's not going to make us a lot much money for a long time Unless you're just one of those people that just gets so lucky at the right time, iron strikes hot or whatever, and you're able to blow up relatively quickly. But that's not most of us. So, um, I mean, luckily, though, I do have a job. So it's, I mean, so, (laughs) so I'm fine with allowing that to supplement everything you had, I have a full-time job it, it I mean it's not necessarily creative but it is um in the art field design field so um so and I'm fine with that and and I yeah. just do my other art stuff um when I can I definitely don't consider it a hobby but um but but yeah but I understand it's gonna take a while if I ever get to a point where it's a much higher level than than where I am now but I think when you do these things you have to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons yeah it'd be great to 
be able to live off of it. But, um, really, what sh- should be the motivator, if you're really serious, what just at least in my opinion, what should be the motivator is just because you have to do it. <laughs> it's just the passion that's there. You do it because you have oh, to do yeah. it. Because if you're going into it thinking, okay, I'm about to sell these prints and it's about to blow up. I'm going to be on Tumblr and it's just going, yeah, within the year, it's about to be on. If that's why you're entering it, then you might as well stop. We don't need that. And, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just not realistic. So, I mean, I think tr- being an artist now is a lot different and probably a little easier than it was before. It seemed to be way more exclusive and kind of elitist <laughs> for a long time. But now the, with the Internet, that tide has shifted dramatically. And so, oh, yeah. and so, and, and the problem is everybody's trying to get a piece of that pie, right? Yeah. Like, you know, who are building brands or, or like faking and shit. <laughs> and, and, and kind of getting that, um, being noticed because they, I don't know, it's a little bit to do with luck, a little bit to do with knowing how to finesse the social media game and, like, voila, if you can paint the picture of talent, then people are like, okay, I just love this is talent. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, murks the water for those of us who do feel, like, you know, what, this is, like, um, genuine talent that I bring to the table, and it's not about um, the fame, but if I could just constantly create and be paid enough to make a decent living for it, like, that's the dream. Yeah. It would, it's it, not necessarily fame, it's just sustainability. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that, that would be great, and that's not a bad goal to shoot for, but yeah, it does take a lot out of you financially, emotionally, mentally, oh physically. <laughs> it's not easy, yeah. and it's it's a type of thing that... um a lot that most people don't understand and can't see yeah so um so yeah you have to deal with those comments I mean I'm sure a lot of you listening may have dealt with parents who maybe try to discourage you from pursuing art or or what have you and and I'm sure that their uh their intentions were meant were um meant to be good and trying to look out for you but but yeah, yeah, it's, um, you just, you just got to do what you need to do and what you got to do. And it, but knowing that, yeah, you probably are going to be kind of broke, um, at least relatively. I mean, again, I have a job, so I'm, I don't know. I don't consider myself a starving artist. Yeah. I'm not making my money solely off of my work but I do work and I have a steady stream of income so I'm like bitch I'm eating what you talking about I know someone tried to call me a starving artist once I'm like uh hell no I'm not girl I'm living (laughs) right like bitch you want surprised I got this yeah yeah, and and when I'm when I am able to make extra money from my work, that's cool too. That's cool too. Um, yeah, but it, it would be nice to figure out how to shift it to where I'm making oh, yeah. more of my money from my work and not oh, from yeah. my and at some point day there job. Is, like, and I will say that that's a cool feeling and that's an accomplishment to 
to like um, the stuff that I do supplement my income enough where, you know, it's been a while since I've had to borrow money from niggas, you know. Mm -hmm. I used to just like, well, one, bad money niggas in general. But <laughs> it was just really tough for me to, to make ends meet like in between the paychecks. But now, like, uh, like constantly gigging and getting paid for certain things, it's like it gives me enough money in the in between time that I'm always okay. Um, so that, even that in of itself has been, I had to go through leaps and bounds to get to that point. And that's a nice feeling. But then I don't know if you start getting greedy or, or you just have that hunger or that desire to be free. Like, um, you just want to create your art. You just want to focus on that. I'm yeah. at work, like thinking about what I want to write about. And if I have time to do it when I get home and imagining who would I be if I had you know, eight hours a day to create instead of eight hours doing my nine to five. Yeah. That would be amazing. But that's another, like, leap, more leaps and more bounds to try to get to. And um, I don't feel like that's the time to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it isn't too much to ask at all. But, um, it helps, it helps me make it a little more realistic. I have heard um, someone say to me that I should probably, one, I'll probably keep my nine to five because I do have children. Like, I can't be out here on the streets, like, hoping somebody will buy a book so I can feed my children. Like, I can't rely on that. No. I need somebody who's signing off on my time sheet and giving me a payroll check. Benefits. <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. But I, uh, I, I think the whiskey's getting to me. I think I lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're fine. <laughs> well, okay. What ways have you tried already to try to uh, amass some money? Okay. So, um... <laughs> I don't even know if I want to mention events in this one because that wasn't necessarily for money I was trying but I couldn't figure out the business of that right so um as far as the performing side of it um I had trouble finding platforms for myself at first so I created my own platforms and I started curating and producing my own shows and it's kind of like if you plan the show right you rent the venue you get your homies to come out and um and contribute to the event uh, to perform or whatever, and then when people pay the ticket of entry, you should at least, like, make a little coin off of that. But then it, that just kind of got to the point where I started doing events, and then the more events that I did, I started feeling guilty that I wasn't paying other artists, even yeah. though I do free gigs myself, and I should have just been more staunch about, like, hey, this is some free-ass shit. But then it feels weird having people give their talents on stage and then you getting the payout for it. So the event thing just kind of became a mess and a money suck. And I really tried to make that a thing where I could make some cash, you know, um, but I think at its best, I broke even. Uh, <laughs> and then um, in the past, I've done the, the, the chat books that I've self-published that's kind of cool because um, just to be a little revealing, say I pay like $130 for um, 30 books to come 
and those 30 books sell at $10, and I get, so if I sell all of those, I get $300 back, you know, so I do make a little bit of profit on doing the books, but it's not an immediate profit. I would say with my last book tour, because I did two back-to-back events that were centered around the book, that I probably made my money back the fastest, because I just sold, sold, sold books, because the people were there to see me and to buy the book. Yeah. So, um... That is something that I feel like um, I, I kind of accidentally stumbled upon. Like, uh, with the book tour, <laughs> the behind-the-scenes story, the book tour started in October. The, the book did not come out until November. And the reason it didn't come out until November is because I didn't have the fucking money to buy any books. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I did all these performance dates, um, and I performed the poems in the book to generate hype. And it kind of, like, got the the name of the book on people's lips. And, and you know, a couple of people were like, yo, when's the book coming out? Or they, they were just prepared for its release and ready to buy it. So I think that was kind of cool. And that's something I'm definitely going to um, do again is, like, generate hype and, um, you know, publicize the project uh, to get some buy-in and um, do pre-orders and stuff. And then... Um, with that hype, uh, you, you kind of need to generate the hype after you've already purchased um, the books. And then um, this year, my sole focus is on, like, cleaning up financially. Um, I do have to recover some of the travel I did for the tour. You know, not all of the, the appearances were paid for. So a lot of that stuff was me investing into myself. So I have to get my finances right with that, and I have to be smarter. Um, you know, as a performance poet, you kind of, like, make the rounds with the open mics. Open mics are only $5, which is great, but if you're doing, like, a whole um, making the rounds, trying to meet people, trying to keep your name out there, then that money starts to add up, too. So um, this year, I've kind of focused on things that I could do, like, sitting behind my computer where it's, it's the physical effort for me and it's the, the cerebral effort, but not the monetary effort. So um, I started, I have ebooks now, and instead of selling them through a third party website, um, they're sold on my site. Uh, so anybody who buys an ebook from me, that is PayPal direct to me. And other than the PayPal fee, you know, no other fees are coming out. Um, because I think it's nice to do, like, if you put your book on Amazon and all that other stuff, but they do try to charge you or send you through a process where they're getting their coins, too. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. if I put myself on Amazon, I would love to think that people would be like, oh, whiskey girl, who's this? And it'll drive so much traffic to me, and I have all these new fans. But do you know how many people have put their shit on Amazon? People are discovering this shit, like, organically, just cruising through Amazon. Like, oh, I was buying some liquid leggings. And, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and even then, to get that visibility, that visibility these companies, companies ask you to pay out for that. Exactly. And and I'm just kind of like, and I've kind of been focused on like um, low-key, the true fans thing, and we'll get to, okay, if I make the grassroots effort and make connections with, with people who, who love what I do, then let me try to get those people to consistently buy instead of always widening the scope and trying to get everybody to catch on. And um, recently, 
I'm really excited about this. I don't know how far it can go. I've heard a couple of people tell me that they haven't been successful with it or whatever, but I started a Patreon account. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Patreon is this thing where um, people can directly support you by pledging a certain amount of money to you each month, and in return, you, you, you give them rewards. So um, they're called your patrons. So if someone becomes a patron, you can release, like, um, behind-the-scenes information to them. You can do personalized videos. You can um, share projects with them and get, like, their feedback on the, on it. And it's a way for people who are a fan of what you do to, to interact and give rewards and directly support you. And um, that up, and I'm doing that now because... I would rather, instead of waiting for me to release a new project and pushing that um, to the people who are anticipating my next project, just be like, okay, be along with me for the ride. For for $10, pledging $10 a month, you get um, free ebooks for me for as long as you're a patron. You get, whenever the chat book comes out, you get it free because technically you've already paid for it. You've been paying, you know, by the month. And then you also get to go along on the creative process journey for me. And and I I like that concept because gen, generally when you start to, like, um, appreciate somebody's art, you get curious and you want to know who they are behind the scenes. So I think, like, with Patreon, stuff like that, it's like a whole package deal. Um, and right now, the marketing for it, trying to, trying to sell it to the right people who will be on board with it, not thinking that I'm trying to scam them, and 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 selling it to people who who think that I'm worth a couple of bucks a month for them to can continuously be in the know and to receive like free gifts and rewards from me in the in the form of you know new writing projects or or like a, a like like with the blog I have controversial topics that I like to write about. But I kind of, like, don't on that blog because that's become a separate thing. And then a lot of people peep it and family and all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay, I will share all my raunchy, like, truly, this is what I feel, like, blog on the Patreon site. And the, the patrons who, like, really want to get to know me and what I'm really thinking, that's kind of, like, another cool thing for them. Um, so... I'm excited trying to monetize, you know, I've cut back on doing the events. I have a passion for trying to help people get off their feet or help people like book shows and that kind of thing. But I just have to really focus on me and really focus on how I can um, at least feel like um, my supporters um, have a direct line to me and then in that I'm focusing projects on you know those people instead of trying to cast a wide net so we'll see girl yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't fucking know too much either. I feel very fortunate to have made the little bit of coin that I've been able to make. <laughs> and 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 I have tried a few different things. I mean, I've sold people to, things to people directly either at um like table events or just people asking me, hey, you got that painting? Can I buy it? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> people have contacted me through email, Facebook, Etsy, um, 
where else? I mean, you really, you really do need to be able to spread yourself out like that so people can find you. <laughs> um, do you have these multiple sources of income or ways at least to, to be able to sell what you're trying to sell, sell yourself. <laughs> and yeah, like maintaining being a one person show and maintaining all of these different avenues is, it is a lot and you do have to make sure you're at least sort of decent about tracking it all and being willing to do what you can to market it and spread the word and you have to keep spreading the word you can't just post it once and be like oh well I told y'all no you mean that's the hard part because you feel like like I forget what it was I don't know if it was the bookstore or some shit but I was posting again, and I was like, I'm sick of me too, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> My captions were just like, dope show, please. <laughs> oh, the one, one friend, <laughs> one friend uh, posed it to me this way. She was saying how, uh, so these companies like Target and all this and that, She's like, they still advertise. They spend all sorts of money advertising. You already know who they are. You know where to go, but they still won't tell you to come. So right. <laughs> you got to keep being in people's faces. And I was like, well, okay. That's, and, and, and that's like the bullshit clause of being a creative artist. Because when you see a sponsored post on your timeline by Target, me personally, I'm, I feel violated. I'm like, I want to see this shit. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> So, but when you see that on your Instagram timeline, you're like, oh, cool, Target. Look at the little dog with the little eye thing. I love Target. But when you see my shit, you're like, oh, bitch, posting again. So, <laughs> just like, <laughs> Target doesn't get that. It's so weird that these big brands, you know, it's kind of, it's a comforting thing to us. So we're okay with it. But then when it's a person, a nigga like you just trying to make it, you're like offended. Like, how dare you keep talking about this one thing that I keep ignoring? <laughs> <laughs> well, I probably want to go, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of times people still see uh, uh, us as the same as the same level as them. And so they, yeah, they don't want to give their money to someone's like, oh, well, shit, I got to eat, too. And so, yeah, unless they really feel attached to you and what you're doing, they're they're going to be a little more selective about where they want to spend their their dollars. And, yeah, if they feel like what you're doing is, I mean, I don't know if they if they don't take what you're doing seriously, they're just not going to give a shit. And, yeah, they are going to feel like, yeah. oh, God, here's this girl again trying to push her damn paintings. I saw this same one last week. She keeps talking about it. Move on. You know, but fuck them. I don't want them niggas to be buying my shit anyway. I mean, I want, right. yeah. People that are like, oh, my God, you did this? Like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and and I feel like I've learned the, the value of that, too. It's just I don't think that there's... Um, that much money. I'm trying to figure out how to get. I was gonna say how to get money out of it. That sounds terrible. Well, I mean, isn't that essentially what we try to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you want to like. I like the background story of that I read. Like when I was like looking into Patreon, I think you mentioned it, right? 
And randomly, I think it was like last weekend, I was just like, oh, let me check it out. And basically, they were like, um, I'm super paraphrasing here. Dude was on YouTube creating content. Like, he's a musician. Every thousands of views and stuff, like hundreds of thousands of views, likes people all in his business. Oh, release this song, making requests, and he's doing all this shit. And then he realized nobody's paying him. Mm. And he was like, well, what if there's a way that people who, who are making requests for me to do this songs, people who want to see, like, me recording all this other stuff, what if there's a way for them to, like, pledge an amount to, like, um, have exclusive access to this instead of me giving away all this content that I create for free? And I think that's what it comes down to is that you feel as a creative artist that you have to give a ton away for free. And, and my approach to it has been, but wait, there's more. For all the free shit that I give out that you like, there's more layers to that um, that you can have access to and um and there's a rewards for you if you if you choose to you know um to to pay money to access that it's but isn't it crazy that you have to think of it like that where it's kind of like baiting people in I mean, I definitely am a type where I'm like, look, this is what it is here. You want it, you don't. You know, like, <laughs> I'm de- I definitely lean more towards that. I mean, I don't mind exposing more, uh, but but I, I don't know. I haven't figured out a way yet uh, to do it in a way, in the way that you're speaking about uh, how, how Patreon is set up. Um, I don't know. I haven't quite figured out if that's the route I want to go yet, but but I don't know. I'm just li- I'm just listening to you right now, and it's just, just like, damn, the the way that you kind of have to do these maneuvers to get people to pay you. Oh yeah, like in in Patreon, sends you all these like articles and stuff about what to say and what not to say, and they said don't use the word supporters. That's why I've been tripping over myself this whole podcast, I'm not saying supporters, but I'm like. <laughs> If a, if a nigga is sending me ten dollars a month to do my shit, that's a supporter. I don't give a fuck. But to your point, like when I looked into Patreon, I had to really think about what is it going to be for me. And I think um, it just came—not to use the word easily—but it just came to me suddenly um, or expediently because I, I I do this full brand thing, like. Um, the the whiskey girl persona the the performing and then I do like um, poetry workshops and anti bullying workshops it's just like this whole umbrella of stuff so I realized that I have a ton of stuff to to kind of like tear out to these different pledge levels but I think for you like for example if you did a Patreon it would be like very art specific and it would be something like okay if you pledge um, $20 a month and you get like a free um, I'll send you like a cute little cartoon graphic like uh, each month or something like that uh, so it wouldn't necessarily look the same it would probably be more streamlined but mine since I'm like into all this bullshit it's just kind of like <laughs> you <laughs> Yeah. And poetry. And I mean, like at each level, you get you get one sixteen bar personalized poem a month. Like, and then you get um, you know the early release on projects, and then you know reading live videos of um, projects out loud, and then exclusive access to like some a video of an event I had a couple months ago. Like, 
So it's a whole other level of creativity that goes into (laughs) even something like that. What do you mean another level of creativity? Just figuring out, well, what can I provide to these patrons that is a little more exclusive, that they feel like is worth their money and that I can keep doing over time. I mean, I am a bit too lazy for that. I will go ahead and admit it right here. <laughs> like, I would have to sit down and be like, oh, God, what, what is all that I could do if that's... I also think, I mean, I think it's quite brave of you to just jump out there and be like, all right, yeah, I'm doing this Patreon. Uh, I don't know anybody other than you who is doing it. Uh, I just know, I just know people who are already, already have a large... Um, I guess fan base, quote unquote, that yeah. use it to to a pretty decent effect. So, um, so me, I'm like, well, I don't. Nobody really knows who the fuck I am, so I haven't tried doing it. But I don't know. I, I, I maybe I would get something. Have you been able to get any bites off of yours yet? Well, yeah, I got, um, this made my day, and it wasn't, like, my, my pledge levels start at, like, 10, they're at $10, $20, and $30 a month, right? And rewards come with that. But you can be a patron for, like, a dollar a month or something, you know? So, I, I did, I did get one patron, patron the other day. I kicked it out to my newsletter and just kind of explained what it was. I was like, hey, if you want to be a patron, if you want to have access to this stuff, like, check it out at least. You know, and I had a person hit me up. I was like, yeah, I am going to check it out. Like, I don't have a bunch of money, but I want to support you. Mm-hmm. And and I'm so psyched off that one patron. And that's when I realized, like, I can have my, my payment tiers or whatever. But now in all my, um, like, advertisements and blasts about it, I'm saying for as little as a dollar a month, you can access some cool stuff. Yeah. And go from there. Um, and like you said, Nobody knows who you are, that kind of thing. Like, I mentioned the 1,000 true fans, and that was, like, that concept of you, if you hone in on the people who really just did your work and kind of build out from that fan base, then that's better than casting the wide net sort of thing. So I'm kind of using that concept. Um, and the Patreon thing, I feel, I feel confident in doing it because I'll say this. The last show of the book tour um, was December 17th, and I rented out this little space with, like, some dope art artwork in it and, like, had a good vibe to it, right? And um, I just said, okay, I'm going to do a one-moment show, and I'm going to read the full chat book. I'm going to perform it for people. You know, we're going to have, like, some light hors d'oeuvres. Of course, we're going to have, like, some whiskey drinks, and let's just chill and most of my events, I keep at $5 or $10 because people start to feel like, who are you that I'm paying this much money for that, right? Yeah. But just step out there and see what happens. So I I did this event, and it was $25 a pop. And I was surprised at the amount of people who came out to see me. And, and that was the best show I've ever done in my life because I felt that the people were there for me. They were hanging on my every word. And I was like, I want to appeal to people like that, mm. people who dig the art, people who connect to the writing, 
and and being brave enough to do that, even though I was worried it was just going to be like an empty house. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I hired a videographer, so I was just like, if there's nobody in here, just don't pan to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Dead or like add in an applause track or some shit. We gonna make it work. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of allowed me, like this year in 2018, I was just like, I want to, I want to be worth it. I know how much work I put into this, and I made a promise to myself, like as much work as I put into figuring out how to monetize, into branding, and all this other stuff, I need to put that same amount of work into the art. And when I'm performing on stage, I feel like I was able to lose myself and get to another level. And, and I watched the videos back from that performance. And, you know, usually you're your own worst critic. And you're like, oh, I could do this. I was like, bitch, you the shit. <laughs> like, you are really working on elevating. You are putting time into this shit. You're losing sleep. You are grinding hard enough. Why not put yourself out there and be like, this is what I'm worth. Are y'all, are you good with it? And it's kind of like even taking that leap, people start to believe in you because you do. They're like, oh, um, are, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They don't want to miss out. They want to get in on that level and then be like, oh, yeah, I knew. I knew her win. Yeah. And and you know what it is, is that I think a lot of people, as revealing as I am, because, you know, the whole whiskey girl brand is all like, all over my business. But as revealing as I am, when I when I embark on projects that don't work, I just let them fizzle out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't do a whole like, oh, so I shut down my Patreon account. I would just like stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that that kind of traps us up to like getting like so caught up on our failures and then like um, sharing too much of our failures, that kind of thing. Like this is okay because we're all trying to figure it out. But if, if I came on here and specifically talked about all the projects that bombed and the shit that went to do, it would just kind of be like, okay. Yeah. It wouldn't be very inspiring. Um. Yeah, and she's not very good. So maybe she should just, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I don't know. Do we feel like any, any leaps you can take, anything you could do to try to be like, you know what? I'm that bitch and I'm totally worth it. Then people will either try to call your bluff or they'll they'll like hop on board. Mm. Yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah. So I mean, what what do you have to lose? Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. So to to kind of start, <laughs> what? Sounded false. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you how I sounded. That was me. One one. <clears throat> <laughs> that is not how I said it. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to segue. So that's that's what that was. I'm try um, my my mouth was slower than my mind just now. So <laughs> But of course I believe in you. Otherwise I wouldn't have you on my damn show. Shit. But no, to 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 kind of start wrapping things up a little bit with some closing thoughts. So knowing that having finding figuring out how to monetize your passion at this point in life is pretty difficult, <laughs> and it may not ever be where you would like it to be. What keeps you going? What keeps me going? Um... 
to be completely honest, I'm crazy and I can't stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe, well, no, because you're so far away, you don't get to see it in action too much. Probably, um, like my homie here, um, musician friend and Lewis, he probably gets the most of it or sees how it works. And maybe like Randy, like I have ideas that just pop in my head or if someone plants or plants a seed in my head, it'll fester for a while. And then next thing you know, it, it has to come out. I, um, after I wrapped up the book tour, I went on hiatus and I was like, okay, I just need a long break. I need to stop for a while. And I had plans to like quietly work on some stuff and just be so low key. But then on top of those plans, I sprouted these ideas from other things and I wasn't going to perform for a long time, but I'm performing next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it's a private show that I'm doing with a musician friend of mine, and it, it could have just been like, we show up, we do the private show, we dip, but I was like, you gotta market this shit, like, what is, what are we called together, what do we do together, oh, I write about, you know, a damaged, broken woman, you write about, you know, a man who just wants to chance with a woman, that kind of thing, I was like, what about the healing session, you are, you know, the nigga that writes the words that eases the mind of the woman that I write about, so we gotta do a live stream, we gotta market this, we gotta brand this, so the way my brain works is that I can't stop, and if I do stop, I start to settle into, like, depression, (laughs) or I just start to feel like I'm not doing enough. I love being a mom. I love, you know, my job where I work, that kind of thing. So I have a full day without this shit. Trust me. Um, And by the time I get the kids settled into bed, I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. Mm -hmm. But my mind is like, nah, bitch, you got to write. You got to do a blog post. You have to send a newsletter. You have to do, you know, branding for this. You have to do this. So my mind will no longer allow me to stop. Years ago, I felt like something was missing in my life. So I picked up writing again. And then when I started, it's just something I knew. Once I stop, I'm not going to be happy. So that's kind of the thing that keeps me going. And and I'm like, if I'm putting so much work into this, let me just try to see um, if I can um, monetize it or, or become better at monetizing. I definitely don't want to lose money on it, which is what I was doing Um uh, and it'll probably be that it'll be like that quite a few times <laughs> oh yeah but i'm trying to lose less money like, yeah <laughs> yeah no 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 i'm just pointing it out to listeners that yeah it, there are going to be those times yeah. where you are negative money or maybe just breaking even money <laughs> and, and it's okay it's okay it's it's a common experience Yeah, but I will say this, like, I can invest less into myself because I put so much into myself in the beginning, and and I've just learned to be smarter about it. I think it's constantly thinking of ways to be smarter about it. In the past, I was just so excited to write. You know, I had, I released two chapbooks in in one year, and um, I had to pay for those chapbooks, and I had to sell them to try to get my money back, Um, and then I realized slow down, bitch. You can write a whole a whole chapbook and, and, and just promote it for an, a whole year. And, and behind the scenes, you could be writing more chapbooks, just not releasing them. I, you know, sometimes we get so excited with our art, we want to, like, uh, 
push it all out at the same time. But if you really want to try to like build your moment and build that buzz, like, okay, when is the next thing? Then you can kind of like sit on things a little while longer and, and take your time. And, and that's something that I think has helped me save money. Helping me make any money. Yeah. <laughs> but it's helped me save money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does seem yeah. like it's just this amoebic thing <laughs> and we just have to adjust along the way learn and adjust and like you said be smarter as you go along and learn and eventually you'll find that balance where it's a little more comfortable and a little more predictable hopefully and, and, and won't be Desperate. I was like, should I start twerking on the Patreon? Should I like Bitch, if I knew <laughs> then what I knew now, <laughs> girl, I definitely would be doing, would have been doing some strange for some change shit. And then I would be comfortably an artist. I would have seed money. I would be <laughs> chilling. I wouldn't have to <laughs> worry so much. Um, feminist thing about not slut shaming and then twerk for half an hour. Shit. <laughs> I mean, ain't no shaming over here, especially if you're making money. I mean, you smart. <laughs> that would be smart. I man, I've got nothing but uh, but love. <laughs> I wish I had the mind. To to do it now, but I'm like, oh no, I'm 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 fine. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and <laughs> and figure it out a different way. But yeah, yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to impart to the people out here who uh, are trying to make a name for themselves, but also <laughs> uh, giving them a bit of a scope about? dealing with the money aspect of your creative dreams because it costs money to do what you want to do especially if you want to do it well it sure does it you know um i would just say there's nothing wrong with um comfort zones to a certain extent there's nothing wrong with going where you love there's nothing wrong with if five people in a certain area or in a certain niche enjoy your work there's nothing wrong with like focusing on those people yeah <laughs> um i think that that's kind of even if it doesn't lead to money it's the it's it's ultimately what will empower you to keep going is knowing that you do have um a couple of people even if it's just a couple or a certain like centralized people who will fuck with you in that way that's what's going to fuel you. And those are always the people that you should be making the most connections with. And um, as far as the monetizing, like, it is a struggle. If I feel like there are a lot of people that are into this. Um, here's a webinar telling you how I did it, or here's a webinar telling you what you should do. But really, like, uh, some of it is luck. Mm -hmm. uh, some of it's who you know. Some Some of it is, like, uh, being at the right place at the right time or just getting your work in front of um, the right person. So I don't have the answer for um, how to do it. I just know that it doesn't hurt to keep trying to do it. Yeah. 
Um, and at no point, especially if you, you, unless you're just like the Mother Teresa of your art and you just want to like give free shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you have any sort of inkling that, hey, it would be really nice to make, make a, a, some change out of this, then you should definitely try because what do you have to lose? You, you don't lose money from trying to put yourself out there if you're just doing like social media and stuff. Um, you start to lose money if you consider it losing money. Like, um, I do certain things I think are valuable. Doing the Facebook posts, you can curate who your, your posts go out to, that kind of thing. Boosting, doing that sort of promotion, like little things here and there. Um, it's not losing money, it's investing in yourself. So I think it's just like kind of changing how you view things when it comes to your art is that investing back into yourself is never a loss. So um, I think that's pretty much what I want to say. But like, if you have any tips for me, <laughs> <laughs> well, tell the people where to, where and how to find you, dear. Okay, like, um, because I'm a promo whore, you can find me a million places. <laughs> so I discovered that if you Google Whiskey Girl Poet, then I'm the first four searches. Yay! Okay, there you go. Google database. Um, Whiskey Girl is like a country, a famous country song. Uh, so yeah, if you Google Whiskey Girl, you're not gonna find me, but Whiskey Girl Poet is me. <laughs> my website is Whiskey Girl Poetry. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't even know my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> you drinking that whiskey a little too damn much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, too much whiskey. So the website is whiskeyandpoetry.com. And on there, you can find, um, my Patreon account <laughs> <laughs> right on the first page. Um, you can find, I have poetry galleries. I have, um, the link to my podcast is there, the link to my blog. Um, it's a ton of stuff. Um, under the, the shop tab, you can buy ebooks, you can buy the hard copy books. I'll send you a personalized copy. So I really just try to, uh, get people back to the website, which is whiskeyandpoetry.com. Both of my Instagrams are on there. I have one where I just write poetry on it every day. And then I have another um, Instagram account where it's all my events, my performing events, um, and kind of like my personal life stuff. So they're um, the best way to reach me is um, for all things whiskey is definitely the website, whiskeyandpoetry.com. And if you want to check out the Patreon because you're not sure what it's about or you need an example or you want to kick up some coins, <laughs> <laughs> Then, then that's patreon.com slash whiskey girl um, yeah but I have my I have my whiskey girl page on Facebook I have um, I'm on Twitter all of those things so you really and are here avatar was, was designed by Tracy herself it's a green background uh, with a black lady with drift oh girl I didn't design it I made that on an app <laughs> oh. <laughs> well yeah but still <laughs> I'm happy that you use it, though. Thank you. I just can't take credit for that. I wish, but no. 
Yeah. On that. But still, that's, that's kind of an example how friends help you out a little bit. I'm not technology savvy. I don't know how people make those little avatars. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> 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 I created that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I did design the shirt. I'll, I'll go ahead and jerk my dick and say that. I did design your, one of your shirts. So. <laughs> but i will also make sure that i will put all the appropriate links to whiskey girl on the art life confidential site so be on the lookout for that whiskey thank you so much for joining me today and being so candid i would love to have you back (laughs) oh i'm coming back like I'll be there in the summer, so maybe we could do one, like, um, with you sitting A live. We could do a live. A li- <laughs> Our live confidential live. We could do a live one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, go to a coffee shop or something, tell people about it. We can fuck around and do whatever, talk about some shit on there. I'm with it. Like, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. You know what? You... I'll, I'll figure that out. Uh, been okay to guest co-host on, on mine on my podcast so I appreciate you doing that (laughs) oh yeah no I love I love podcasting and especially if I'm doing it with you one of my BFFs of course so so yeah no this this doesn't feel like work at all and I I really just appreciate you yeah and just um sharing yourself with the audience today and yeah yeah no always great time so all right Hello again, everyone. I hope that you enjoyed learning a bit about Whiskey Girl. And I hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation about pursuing our creative goals while also learning how to profit off of it at the same time. I wanted to wrap things up here with some final thoughts. If you eventually want to take the leap and become a full-time artist, make sure that you have a plan before you do. (laughs) Even if it's just a loose plan, a plan that allows you to be flexible when unexpected events or calls pop up and will have you in the least amount of panic modes, okay? The money will not be consistent. You have to understand that even as a full-time artist. So you will have to prepare yourself for those inevitabilities. Consider multiple streams of income to keep you afloat. Uh, Part-time jobs, easy to sell items or services for quick cash. Be sure that you are advertising yourself on all the platforms where you have the most visibility and the most interaction with your viewers and your followers. You have to constantly let these people know where to find you and how to contact you so they can pay you (laughs) for what you do. If you are like me and have a full-time job, so your creative pursuits are more on the part-time level, just know that it's okay if this is your situation. It doesn't make you any less of an artist if that's your situation. It doesn't mean that you're a sellout. It doesn't mean that you're any less serious about your passion than the next artist. It really doesn't mean any of that at all. I would say that the main thing is just to not let yourself fall into stagnation with it. It's so easy to allow ourselves to slack off (laughs) um, because the full-time job is providing the 
the main source of income. And so we just rely on that or we get burnt out by our full time uh, gigs. So the part time passion stuff can start to fall to the wayside. Sometimes you have to try not to let that happen so often. It is hard work. And if you want to see progress, you have to be serious about it and you have to make sure that you work on disciplining yourself to work on your personal tasks whenever you can. Constantly pay attention to what works and what doesn't. Learn from it and adapt. And just stick with it, okay? Stick with it and eventually you will see the gains. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and start signing off. But this conversation is not over. As always, I want to be able to continue to chat with y'all online. For all things Art Life Confidential, visit the website artlifeconfidential.com. Check out the blog for recaps, announcements, and resources that I'll share on there. Uh, Along with this episode, I will also be posting links to where you can find Whiskey Girl so you can follow up with her and check out her writing and beautiful spoken word performances. I I definitely implore you to go do that. It might change your life. (laughs) You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search Art Life Confidential and give it a follow. And if you like this episode, be sure to let me know. You can do this by commenting, sharing, subscribing to the show, rating the show Uh, you can find this you can find me on itunes soundcloud and stitcher so you have several options here okay small actions like that would really help me out and it's free so (laughs) but not seriously it helps me know who's listening and so i can keep bringing you topics that you want to hear so y'all let me know what you're liking out there and that's it all right have a great week y'all do something creative and i'll see you in the next show bye